Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Suave. Been in my back for a while, I'm invincible Story of a young boss, grinding shit critical Calling on my bros one time, cause you special I had some hood dreams of right rounds for my mentor Every target that I shoot is on point like a pencil Different road change relationships, I'm so sorry Came up from the trenches and I made it, I say hardly now. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports For baseball, boxing, golf, and more Bet online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Alrighty, guys, we are back with another episode of the What's In Your Bag podcast presented by Bet Online. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Robinson. And before we introduce our guest for today, man, we got to get the business out the way. For you guys that watch the What's In Your Bag podcast, you already know what's coming. I mean, y'all, stop what y'all doing. Go ahead and click that subscribe button down below on YouTube. Give us a thumbs up. It goes a long way. If you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a five-star rating. Drop a comment. Give us some feedback. Um, we definitely appreciate it. Um, that was my guy, Pull Up Tay, on the intro. One of the hottest up-and-coming artists out of the DMV. Go stream his latest album, Heartbreaks and Melodies. Just dropped. It's going to be him again on the outro. Um, thanks to all you guys who have been supporting, been showing love on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Um, we're on the road to 10K, man. So keep on keep on um, hitting that subscribe button. It definitely goes a long way. But without further ado, definitely want to introduce our guest. This is somebody who, uh, shoot, man, we've been trying to get this get this in, in the works for a couple of weeks now, man. Definitely happy to finally get it going, you know, finally finally get my guy on the podcast. He's a busy man in high demand, you know, so so definitely no no worries there. But um, we're pleased to be joined today by Naveen Tabatiru. Uh, this is Trey Young's personal content creator. I mean, I don't even know what to say, man. Guy takes wonderful pictures, <laughs> wonderful videos um, to the man of the hour, man. Naveen, thanks for joining us. Of course, man. Thank you for having me. Like you said, it's definitely been in the works, but man, I've, I've been wanting to have this conversation with you for a while, so I'm glad we're making it happen. No doubt. No doubt, man. It's likewise. Likewise. Man, we got so much to talk about. You know what I'm saying? I know you guys uh, just got back in from Vegas, so before we get into kind of your journey and kind of how you guys were talking, man, just tell me about Vegas, man. Tell me about Summer League. Uh, what what the vibes like out there? <laughs> man, Vegas is great. I mean, just Summer League in general, like, I mean, for one, just Vegas doesn't seem like a real place. Like, <laughs> all of that is, like, in the middle of a desert, and they just built this, like, dome that's, like, projecting a basketball. Like, that was crazy. But <laughs> other than the city itself, the, the summer league events that they put on, and it's just the way that, the, like, the basketball community really comes together for that, like, you know, that first weekend, but also throughout the weeks of actual competition. Like, it's amazing to see how, you know, guys come out to support the, support their young young dudes and um, all the brands that come out. And it's a time that I really get to connect with a lot of fellow creators that I've known online. You know, like some of the first times I've met a lot of my uh, close friends and, and also mentors as well in the world was at Summer League because, you know, they're all out there. We're all out there working as well. Um, so just the whole energy, the vibes, you know, everyone's always out there to have fun too. And um, 
you know, it's it's in a way kind of just a celebration of what the community is like because it's just you're able to have fun but also get the work done, support each other. And um, it's definitely a dope uh, place to be with great vibes, great energy. Facts. What would you say is like your favorite part of Summer League? Oh, I mean, really, it's it's like going back to just making those connections. I, I think obviously watching the games is fun, seeing all the um, the rookies drafted and, and and watching the guys trying to you know play for a spot and the hunger and drive home, all that is super dope to watch. But I just love that, you know, you can just like bump into a friend, you know, and that friend kind of introduce you to someone else. And now you have a connection going into the new year, a new season. Um and everyone's just out there to support each other and, you know, make sure that, like, you know, everyone's taken care of. That everyone, no one's, like, you know, alone out there. Like, like oh, like, come kick it with us. We'll, you know, uh, take you to this event, to that event, uh, plug you in with this person, that person. Like, it's really, like, a huge networking hub, and I love that because, um, you know, it, it's more than just about basketball at the end of the day. That's what the league's always been about. Um, and the sport itself, too. And, and you kind of see that not only with the players but people in my position as well or people that hold other positions in the league it's just it's just a great time for everyone to come together and that's what i love the most about being out there every year man people always say that like summer league and all-star weekend is like the nba's convention like that's what they right. it's like exactly. an NBA convention. Yeah. like everybody's out there networking politicking literally <laughs> it is crazy because i feel like uh shout out to a couple guys we had on what's in your bag i know i seen amar amar's out there we had uh trey yeah. last week they're all there. i'm all on their story watching i'm like dang bro everybody knows everybody like it's crazy to see um so i definitely got to make it out to a summer league uh event one of these yeah. years man uh, did you go? Out, did, did, did you get a chance to go to the um, Top Golf event, the one that uninterrupted through? I think it was the other day. Or did you guys, you guys already gone? <laughs> no, uh, we did not get to go go to that event. But uh, yeah, my boy Trey, Trey Mina, I was actually just hanging out with him yesterday, uh, and he was telling me all about it. And uh, that looked dope. Saw all the photos from it. And again, that's a prime example of just everyone coming together like in one area. It was pretty dope to see. No, facts, facts for sure, man. Um, man, shout out to all the guys that at Summer League for sure, man. I know you guys are having a ball out there. Um, so kind of switching gears a little bit, I want to talk to you to you about you know your your journey, right? I feel like um one of my favorite parts, you know, about about this podcast is being able to just hear people's stories of how they kind of got into doing what they're doing. So talk to me about how you first got into photography. Um, obviously looking where you're at now, I'm sure it's a long way from where you started. So do you remember just how you first got introduced to photography when you first kind of picked up a camera and just talk to us about yeah. that experience? Um, yeah, I mean, the first time I really ever picked up a camera, I mean, I guess the first time I really got interest was because like my dad always at a young age had like a little, uh, an Olympus like point and shoot camera that he would always take on like family trips and stuff. And you know, that was just like always a part of my life. Like I never in my mind was like, oh, like he got a camera to specifically do this. It's like, oh, anytime we go there, dad's going to have a camera on him. Um, and like every time that we would, you know, come back from a trip, it would be cool to just to see the fact that we are able to hold on to these moments, like, you know, as images. And um, and so just having that around my life was just kind of like, hey, this is cool. Like, I kind of want to get my own camera for myself. So when I was 12, like, I remember I got, uh, it was like Thanksgiving sale, Black Friday, I went to Staples and got like this, I think it was like a $70 Kodak, like point and shoot, just ran this little red camera. I still have it like back at home now. Um, and I would just like shoot everything. Like, I don't know, like I just love like, you know, if, if I had like little action figures or if I had like little um, things, like I would just like love to, like, I don't know what 
part of me as a kid decided to do this, but I would just like love to create scenes or I had like a mini basketball hoop. I just record myself like, you know, like throwing dogs or doing stuff like that. And I just kind of addicted to that feeling of, of oh, I just captured something that looked really cool and it's a moment I can have forever. Um, so that's kind of always been with me, but I think what kind of took everything to the like, next level was, or at that age at least, was I just loved like watching commercials. Like I just had like a, like whenever like my favorite athletes, as I started to fall in love with the sport of basketball, like watching, uh, you know, all these Nike commercials uh, of like the KDs, because being from Oklahoma, you know, KD was, was, you know, one of the biggest names at the time. And um, seeing his whole line of shoes come out and the way Nike marketed it and then you know, the ways that they had, yeah, the shoe game on the chokehold with the Kobe's, the bronze, KD's, all at once, and putting out, like, an elite line for all of them, and, and the way that, like, like, those commercials would make these athletes feel, like, bigger than, bigger than life, and, and, like, um, just the emotions that you, that would carry behind the visual side of things, I was like, wow, this is, like, really cool, like, I want to, I want to capture things like this for myself, like, I just want, you know, if I can choose something like this and make someone else feel that way, that'd be really cool, um, and although this isn't the sports world, like I was a huge Apple fan growing up, like I just love the way they would present their products. And um, like, it's just the, the emotion behind all of that is what really was like, okay, this is more than just about taking photos that I enjoy. But even through all that, like my mind was set on being a computer scientist, <laughs> like it wasn't ever expected or, you know, especially being Indian coming from a t traditional Indian household. So kind of always expected that you either become a doctor, an engineer, a lawyer. So, you know, my thing was, you know, I love Apple. I love the design aspect of Apple. So I think I'm going to go into software, engineer, software engineering, go into the design side of things, maybe. And, and, you know, that's kind of the track where I was like, okay, like, that's my safe. I'm going to go do that, do my own thing. Um, so, you know, I always, always was on that track. You know, I did okay in school. Um but then once like middle school and high school hit, I, I was in a lot of, I was in this organization called TSA, Technology Student Association. Um, it was like a leadership thing, but also you would compete within state and around the nation in different technology related events. And I would always sign up for, you know, digital photography, uh, video production, and like even music production, like just stuff that involved like um, using technology to create something. Um, and so I kind of did that just for the competition sake, but I was mostly the one who was in the groups doing those things because, again, my dad had a camera. He had the editing software to do it. And that was just a hobby for him. You know, he's a, he's a scientist, uh, his actual job. And so I would use always, uh, always use his equipment and kind of became that guy with the camera going to middle school and high school. Um, and then from there, you know, my friends were like, hey, can you come shoot one of my games or can you just do some portraits for me? And um, then I finally got my own... Uh, it was like a Nikon D3 400 I got when I was like in my freshman or sophomore year in high school and I just started like bugging my friends like yo let's go downtown and just take a bunch of photos <laughs> and I know they remember me just being like yo let's be like in the morning like hey you free later today let's just go shoot and I just like I never did what I did for the money like starting out it's just because like I loved doing it and um and at the same time I was in a computer science academy um you know, really trying to, you know, get in my bag with that. And uh, they got to a point where I was really like, man, like I'm, I'm enjoying creating content and, and, you know, but it's just like, I'm doing computer science because I feel like I have to, and it felt like the safest route, And it felt like that's what was expected of me. 
Um, and then I remember when I was 17, you know, I applied for my first job at Dick Sporting Goods. Um, you know, just, you know, trying to make some money finally. Um, and then that same night, it's just crazy how timing works. But that same night, uh, so B.A. Dot, dot, Brandon Armstrong, shout out to my boy. Um, he put on a story. He was like, yo, and I don't even think he knows, like, my side of the story. So it's going to be interesting if he hears this. <laughs> but um, he just put on a story like, yo, do you, like, uh, looking for a graphic designer and video editor? And I had, like, the most basic, like, bootleg photoshop version of like editing software like and i barely knew what i was doing but like i was really getting into it at the time and i dm'd him and i was like yeah i know how to you know do everything like you know let's get to work sort of thing and then to my surprise he replied and you know i'm just this, like this 17 year old i didn't think he you know expected to give me the attention and um he's like let's get to work and he was like can you edit this for me can you do this for me this this and this like that night Mind you, again, this is the night before my first day of work at Dix. It's happening at the same time. And I was like, you know what? Fine. I would just stay up all night and do this. So, like, I got a bunch of stuff for him as quick as possible. And I learned how to do whatever he needed me to do in that moment. Um, and you know, I still showed up to work, did what I had to do the next day. But, but you know, through working with Brandon, that's where I met Marcellus Howard, uh, who I'm still close with. Um, and, you know, I just kind of, like, was... That was my first start working with them, doing graphic design, remote work, doing uh, basic video editing, like the series they had going on. That's That was kind of the way I got my foot in the door. And then that's when I met people over at In The Lab, In The Lab Lifestyle Basketball with the Devin Lab and and, uh, and Nav, uh, another Nav. Uh -huh. <laughs> and uh, he uh, and they, you know, they just loved the the way that I was able to get uh, quick returns on graphic designs, quick returns on whatever they needed. And um, so, I mean, I, I owe a lot to them that they put a trust in, in this kid to, you know, they brought, they gave me a internship position with the brand, uh, with the company. And um, so I was helping them do a lot of basic graphic design. And, and looking back, it's like, I, I can't believe they still kept me on after all the work I did. But I must have done a good enough job. Uh, more than anything, though, I just wanted to make sure my work, work ethic was strong and I was being consistent with what they needed. And then the growth and the development of the artistic side would kind of come on its own. Because um, that's just, I mean, for me, that's always been my philosophy. It's like whatever, like your creative side of things that you learn with experience and that kind of happens organically with who you are, the way you think and what influences you. What you really need to work on and stay consistent with is your work ethic and how you're, you know, showing up every day, getting your reps in and do what you got to do. You know, similar to an athlete, like if you're not getting your shots up every day, you're not going to get better. You know, um, So just that kind of mentality was really, and growing up was hard and, you know, like I wasn't always, you know, working as hard as I could have. I would always hit blocks at a young age and be like, oh, like I feel kind of burnt out. And at the same time, I'm still in high school. I have a full day of school, come back, edit, uh, and I'm still trying to find time to do, you know, have my own fun, do my own thing. Um, so, I mean, it, it was kind of like a blessing to be able to kind of put in that position at a young age to kind of figure all that out. Um, you know, see the importance of work at the kids, because no matter how talented you are, like, you're not really going to get the most out of a position or feel like, you know, be deserving of a position unless you're actually showing up and getting the work done. Um and I think working within the lab was a huge turning point for me because I was able to do all the creative stuff that, that I wanted to learn as well. But also, you know, it was a big wake up call and also it was really humbling to be like, OK, you still got to like it's still work. You still at the end of the day, still got to make sure you do your thing. So 
you know, did a lot of work for them to help with their lifestyle stuff. And that's when I really got back into photography. Um, and uh, they also gave me a chance to come out to LA like the summer after my junior year of high school, I think. And that was my first time ever in LA, traveling alone. Um, came out here, did some in-person work for Devin. That's when I started um, shooting a bit more basketball because um, at the time I was still just doing like clothing and models and um, graphic design stuff. And then came out here, went to some of uh, Dev's training sessions, shot some basketball, um, snuck into my first Drew Lee game. Uh, I didn't have a credential. Uh, but I was out here and um, <laughs> and then snuck into that, uh, got some photos. And at the time, uh, Lamella Ball was playing in it. Uh, and, you know, that that was like my first experience really being out in, in the field sort of thing. And again, big humbling and learning experience because I was really quiet. <laughs> I was a really quiet kid. Um, and, you know, I, I definitely didn't fully take advantage of the opportunity as well as I could have. But again, learned from it. Um, and, you know, from there, college started off for me freshman year, got cut half a short because of COVID. But at the time, I was working for the OU Daily, uh, which is an OU newspaper, and I was doing their basketball stuff. So shooting basketball um, at OU. And, and while doing that, also, you know, the high school scene in Oklahoma, working with trainers in Oklahoma, um, kind of put the graphic design work to the side because I feel like that wasn't really for me, although it got me into it. You know, it's quick to realize that, like, that's not where my passion really lies, although I can do it. I really wanted to focus on the camera work, photography, videography, and just get my name out there, putting my face face out there. Um, and then, yeah, so things were going great. And then COVID hit my second semester of, of freshman year. And it kind of just like, you know, everything shut down. We're just like, well, there's, now there's nothing to take photos of. Um, and so I was kind of just like, maybe I got it and I, I was majoring in creative media production you know so that's my major minoring psychology so I was kind of like you know just fully diving into that world of things but for a second I was kind of like maybe I should go back to the safe route of computer science like I don't know what the world's going to be like we want to come back to it uh, we kind of lost all the momentum that I was kind of building at the time um, and then that's when I found a pro-am in Oklahoma called Skins League. Um, and so I started shooting there. I, I just sent him a DM. I was like, hey, like, can I, what do I got to do to be able to pull up and, and shoot at these games? And because I really just wanted to go out there and shoot. Like, it's just been so long since I did anything at the time. And um, that's kind of what brought me a lot of joy. And, you know, not only me, but a lot of us kind of went through a lot of mental health issues at the time and it became very prevalent as well. So just anything I can do to kind of get out of that slump, I was like, let me find something. And so, uh, so Chris Skinner skins, um, he was like, thank you. Like, yeah, bro, just pull up and I do like, yeah, he literally just said, pull up like that. So I went there, shot, you know, I was shooting games there, met a lot of the players. Um, still was a quiet kid. Wasn't talking to too many people. I just kind of walked in the gym. So I was up to skins, just got to shooting and then kind of started letting my work speak for me. And then like the next few games, people started coming up to be like, hey, like got the photos, you know, can I take some photos of me? And I was like, cool, yeah, let's keep doing this. And then um, again, nothing else was going on in the world. And even at Skins League, like they were kind of pushing the rules a little bit on who all could be at the gym, whatnot. And then this is the part where things kind of take a turn for me um, is when Trey, 
uh, Trey Young. You know, he came and played in Skins League. Being from Oklahoma, uh, he came and played in town. And um, he came in. The gym was, like, packed with people. Like, there was no corner three at this point because there's just so many people filling out the baselines. Um, and, you know, I just did everything I could to make sure I could get, like, the perfect shots of him and all the shots that I would have wanted. Him and Buddy Hill came to play. Um, they put on a show and, and those photos of him went everywhere because there's nothing else going. There's no other basketball going on. And the world was like, oh, Trey Young pulled to play, dropped 40, whatever, uh, in this Pro-AM League in Oklahoma. Um, and so then it caught his attention and I sent him the photos. He posted one of them and I was like over the moon. I was like, oh my gosh, like Trey Young just posted one of my photos. Like I'm in it, you know. It was just a crazy feeling at the time. And, like, that kind of gave me a kick back into, like, all right, I want to start doing this again. Like, I love that feeling. Um, and then so my sophomore year started, kept shooting for the school. Um, but that's all I was really doing. Like, I was just shooting for the school. I felt kind of stuck again. Um, wasn't really making too much progress. Uh, but, I, you know, I think as, a, like, any freelancer could kind of really understand that feeling of, like, or really anyone in any position where you're kind of just stuck in that one spot. You really want to grow into, uh, you know, like you're, you're, you know you can do more than what you can, but you just can't find those, like, right opportunities and really go for it. So that's kind of the position I was in. Um, and then that 2021 summer after, you know, Trey did his thing in New York, um, had, had that great season. Um, I noticed on his story, and this was that summer, 2021 summer, I noticed on his story, like, he would be coming back and working out in Oklahoma. And I was like, okay. He's, and he was at one of the gyms that I would shoot at and work with one of the trainers. So I literally just sent him a DM, like, this was July 4th, sent him a DM, like, hey, I'm a photographer, content creator, I don't know if you remember me. Um, you know, like, I think there can be a lot of value in having content created for you, specifically for you, building your brand, you know. Uh, just holding content for a, a possible documentary in the future, blah, 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 gave him a spiel. And, you know, to my surprise, like, he responded. He was like, yeah, I am looking for someone, uh, actually. Um, he's like, do you do video stuff? Send him some work. And then um, he was just like, are you available to September? And for me, school starts in August. And so I was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, I am available till September. Like, I'm not going to say no. Um, so I just, like, jumped on it. And I said, yeah, I'm available till September. Um, I did tell him, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, school starts in August, but, like, um, I'll be able to work around it, blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, he didn't respond to my DM for a while, and I was a little scared. I was like, okay, I kind of blew this. Like, it's just not going to not gonna work. And um, I remember I was out with the family July 4th, uh, late at night, and I get a DM from RJ, his right-hand right man, best friend, and who's now one of my closest friends, uh, who I'm actually living with right now, and he – he DM me, he was just like, yo, can you come to the Bahamas tomorrow? And like, I'm, I'm here with my family, you know, still, they're still not 100% on this whole photo photography career thing. Um, you know, I'm just this like 19 year old and, and they're just like, come tomorrow. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, come to the Bahamas tomorrow. And then, you know, they like set me up with everything I needed. I didn't have a passport on me. I drove back up to Norman, uh, where in my apartment was college grab my passport, pack my bags, call my friends, like, yo, I don't know what's going on, but this, like, I got someone, and uh, called my closest friend, but still kept it low-key, didn't want to tell too many people, and then went out to the Bahamas, met Trey for the first time, like, you know, it was so welcoming, and, and you know, I was, like, it's all new to me, and they all made sure I was so, so comfortable, um, 
And then, you know, from there, took some of my first photos of him, posted them. And then that was that was one of the craziest weeks of my life of, of just the love that people were showing. Like, people I haven't heard from for, like, years were just like, wow, like, I just saw your photos. Like, you know, it's crazy that you're in the position. And that kind of was, like, the point where it made everything kind of seem real and kind of started it off for me. And I was like, okay, like, now I'm, like, fully into this. I, I kind of see, you know, that all the work and effort and all like the down up times kind of led me to something like this. And now I really got to, you know, the work just starts here. Like it felt like I just got drafted. <laughs> like yeah. that, that's something they kind of like, you know, put bigger resemblance to, and you know, from there, like just, you know, the rest is history. Now, you know, there's a lot more memories, a lot of stuff that happened, but that's, that's really the story of, you know, start to finish of how I got from, you know, that kid with the camera. So now doing what I'm doing now. So <laughs> that's crazy. That's that's quite the journey for sure, man. So my question is, what's going through your mind when initially you send him a random DM, he leaves you on scene, it's like, damn, I might have blown it. And then you get a random DM, it's like, yo, come to the Bahamas. And then you're ended up in the Bahamas, like, yo, I'm in the Bahamas with this dude who I've never met. Like I feel like it's a level of, of like, oh, what is happening right now? You know what I'm saying? And also, when you're there, it's like, all right, I don't really know you. You don't really know me. But at the end of the day, if you're on vacation, you still got to be able to, like, enjoy the vibes. It can't be no awkward, like, you know what I'm saying? That's going to mess up the whole situation. So right. how was that first encounter when you really meet him for the first time? And then um, what is that experience like when you're on vacation? Um, just trying to, I guess, get comfortable with Trey, get Trey comfortable with you and kind of just establish that relationship. Yeah, I mean, no, for sure. Like, like I said, like, when I first got that DM, like, my parents were just like, we're not going to send you to sew with someone random, like, you know, go out there. But I was just like, you got to trust me. I'm like showing, like, Trey's verified badge. Like, he's a real dude, man. <laughs> like, um, Think you about but, to get out there or something. <laughs> I, I'm saying, no. <laughs> no, really. But, um, yeah, no, going out there, like, uh, yeah, I got to, like, the house before anyone else uh, was there at the time. Um, so I was just kind of, like, by myself first, um, you know, at the house, like, kind of, like, processing everything and just being like, okay, like, you know, like, there wasn't, I didn't know how to prepare myself because I didn't know what to really expect going into it. Um, but, you know, the thing I was just telling myself was just to be myself, like, be organic. Like, what got me here was just being myself. I wasn't trying to be anyone else but me. So, as long as I stay true to that, I'll be fine. And, um, you know, like the energy that RJ and, and Josh and uh, everyone else that was there that brought to me in the first met, like they're just like, yo, like, and, and you know, being from Oklahoma helps too, because like we all knew mutuals. And so from the start, like, hey, like, you know, this person, that person, I was like, yeah, like, you know, at the time, like, I, I hope I'm a much different person than I am now than I was then. But like, I was like extremely shy. Like, I wasn't like, you know, like, I did photo and video stuff mostly because, like, you know, I get to have a voice without really having to use my voice. Like, that's that's what it was at the time. Um, and so I didn't really talk too much. And, and But they, you know, they accepted me for who I was and they, you know, brought me along to things. Like, and, and you know, Trey, when I first met him, I, I was, like, you know, I was a fan of Trey before anything. Like, you know, especially being from Oklahoma. Like, he's big big name in Oklahoma and University of Oklahoma and in the league like I was a fan of what he was doing and who he was so at first I was like oh my oh my gosh like that's Trey <laughs> like he's right there like seeing him in person for the first time um and I, I was nervous because I, I definitely didn't want to the biggest thing I didn't want to overstep ever I did you know I wanted to make sure I played my role um 
was being conscious of all that. But again, they just made sure I had fun and I could tell like, you know, they also wanted, it's not just Trey and the guys, like it's anyone, any, and this can be for any job position as well. It's like, you want to be able to have that balance of being professional, but also being able to have like a friend around, like, you know, just, um, just, just, yeah, just having like great vibes, being comfortable and, and not making things awkward, trying to be too professional. Um, and that balance was, it, it was difficult for me for sure. Like it took me like a year and a bit to really, really just fully, it's not like they put me in a position where I couldn't be myself because, you know, they did everything they could, but that it's up to me at the end of the day, how much, uh, you know, I'm, I'm willing to open myself up while also making sure I do my job. So my first focus being at the Bahamas was just like, let me just make sure I'm doing my job because that's why I'm out here. Like everything else will kind of, you know, happen. But as long as I'm there locking in and getting the content I need to and um, but being closer with everyone and kind of understanding the dynamic between everyone made that easier because then I would know like, OK, what kind of shots can I do during this type of moment or when? Can I put a camera in Trey's face, or when when should when should I not? Like right. you know, at the end of the day, right. he's a normal person. So, although that was only like a five day span, like I I kind of was able to understand the importance of making sure I knew those things. And you know, again, getting to know the guys made that really easy. Um, but no, at first it was you know, the first night was a lot, first day was a lot. But again, they made it so easy for me to just be comfortable, and and which allowed me to do a, a good job and and just creating content while I'm out there. Yeah. It's funny you say that, man, because I remember, I can't remember the photographer's name. It was um, one of the legendary NBA photographers. He uh, photographed Kobe's um, last game when he had 60. He photographed uh, LeBron breaking Kareem's record. Um, and he was talking about on Kobe's last game when they were driving to the arena. Like, he was the only guy who Kobe let have in his car with him. And, you know, he's sitting, I guess, next to Kobe, and Kobe's, like, riding through L.A., and you know, he's seeing the Staples Center for the last time. And, you know, all the people are having his jersey out there. And uh, the car, like, stops right before they pull into the arena. And uh, Kobe just look out the window. He's like, man, I got to take this in. And the photographer went to go, uh, I guess, take a picture of it. And he said, Kobe, mm -hmm. like, hand up. It was like, 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 not right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I got to take this in, you know? And um, I never really thought about it from that perspective that at the end of the day, there is a balance between always having the camera out and trying to do your job and take pictures, but also enjoying the moment, right? Um right. You mentioned that just now in, in, in your kind of um, give or take with Trey. How have you been able to balance that? Like, where, how, what is that balance? How do you kind of figure out, you know, when to take content, when to not? Like, yeah. what, how do you balance that? Yeah, I'm, and and for me, I guess, for me specifically, I don't know if I can speak on other people, but I, I like to kind of push that boundary a bit more of, like, you know, I want to be able to capture everything and anything I can at the end of the day, like, obviously without invading too much you know privacy but like i will record as much as i can until and i, I mean trey and i have gotten comfortable to this point where he'll you know he'll be like not nah, like not right now I'll be like all right cool like it, it's not like it's gonna hurt my feelings like it's my job um and i need more of that like when it's cool when it's not too but you know it's also important that i also understand like yeah there's some moments when he's with his family or or there's more of a serious matter going on like i'm not gonna lot of camera during those times like it, it's it's you got to be able to you know put the photographer hat down videographer hat down and, and be you know be a friend and be like okay you know like you know you don't want someone recording all this or um you just want to be able to enjoy this moment or you would want me to be a part of this moment without having to have a camera in your face so um 
that's one of the biggest pieces of advice that I've given to a lot of people is just like learn to be organic and that sort of thing. Like don't just, just cause you have a camera doesn't mean you have to record it sort of thing. And that just comes with, you know, the people you're working with at the end of the day. Right. So you go on a vacation to the Bahamas, right? That's kind of like a one-off situation. So how does it turn from that to you actually becoming trades like personal photographer, personal content creator, like, um, you know, what is that conversation like? What are the kind of the next steps in between what transpired between the Bahamas, between you guys, you know, getting closer to where he's, he's actually wanting to now bring you a part of his team? Right. So I, I think that in my mind, at least, I don't know how they really saw it. Um, but in my mind, that felt, that Bahamas trip kind of felt like a, almost like an interview, like kind of just like kind of gauging what my energy was like. If I'm someone that can actually be around them, you know, and, and, um, and it was, it was just a very valid thought and conversation for them to want to have with someone because just the way, you know, NBA players move, especially someone at Trey's level, um, you know, they don't want, it's very important the type of person that they have around them, right? So, um, yeah, so after that trip, you know, uh, we went to, you know, um, went to a couple other just, uh, cities and here and there, and they're just like, hey, like, can you, um, I think I think one of the first things actually was like he was getting a tattoo at his place and he, they were just like, yeah, I just pull up, you know, because he, he had a place in Oklahoma still. So I just pull up, just be around them. So like just being as comfortable as possible, just being more involved in just their friendly environments, but also still capturing stuff. And um, yeah, I, I think there was a lot of just trying to see where I'd be able to just be around them, but also still do my job and where they don't really have to worry about it. They can just tell tell me to pull up and they know that the content's going to be there and I'm also going to like genuinely be myself. Right. Um, so just more of that kind of started happening with different cities again, just hung out with them more often. And then um, that was all in July. So then going into August, they're like, okay, so we're going to be going to LA for a month um, to do off-season training. And they're like, would you be able to come with us during that time and I was like yeah like let's do it so I think that was when I really was like okay so now like this is where I'm going to be fully becoming Trey's content guy for that month um, and obviously it was never for me like oh it's guaranteed going to happen again next year like I'm going into this like I'm I'm even to this day like anytime I'm shooting anytime I'm working like I can always lose my job like it's it's never like a guarantee like I'm never going to have that like I'm always going to stay a trace guy. Like, no, like if, if I, if I mess up, like I, I'm going to lose it. Right. Like, um, so yeah, so going into that month, uh, that's when I really started to understand like the off season schedule, um, working out every single day, twice a day, you know, also making sure to have fun. And, and, um, it was just, it was a lot of things outside of the actual photo and video aspect that I, then started to understand was really important, like knowing how to move with him, knowing how to interact with the people we meet. Um, and, uh, you know, just, just learning how to play my role, because when, especially up in that level, like you can't be, I mean, like, I don't want to, I don't want to make it sound like you can't truly be yourself because that's important, but you, you got to understand just how to maneuver. There's just a way to it. Like you got to make sure that, um, you're professional, um, but you're also you're also your own person to where how do I put this into words? Like 
you want to be confident in who you are. Like, especially nowadays, it's like, I'm, I'm able to say like, I'm Nav, Nav Visuals, you know, Trace Content Creator Guy. And it's like, well, if you're confident in who you are, you show that confidence and, and you're getting the things you need to get done. It's like, you'll thrive in the space because people, like you'll build that respect. And that was the biggest thing I think for me was trying to understand was how to build that respect for myself, uh, build that credibility and then really make myself feel like you belong in the area. Cause I was hit with a lot of imposter syndrome early on. Like just feeling like I didn't belong in these rooms. Um, at the time that was that was really difficult for me and and definitely affected my mental health a lot was like man do I you know is this skinny brown kid really belong in this room full of like professional athletes who you know they're successful and people have been in this industry for a while and really have a name for themselves but um yeah I mean that that's trying to figure all that out was when I was like okay like if I want to be Trey's content guy you know representing him I have to make sure I'm someone that he would want to be like represented by um so I think that whole transition was kind of the start of like you know going back to your question of, of when being Trey's content guy happened but um yeah it's like but after that summer was over you know I just went back straight to school you know uh, his, his season started I was back in school and um, again, no guarantee that that next summer would be the same. But I kind of just kept my head down and kept working locally and, and did everything that I could in my control and just made sure, like, I didn't slow down just because of what happened that summer. Um, but, um, but uh, yeah, and then, you know, after I came back, like, I took, a I took like, a semester off from school and just kind of wanted to do my own thing and kind of prove to myself that, you know, obviously Trey put me on, put me on this level to be able to really show my craft and my content, but that I cannot, like, I just want to prove to myself that I can do it, not just only with him. So I took a semester off and then, um, you know, worked some time in the music industry, um, working with uh, YK Osiris for a little bit, just, you know, traveling with him and, and putting, getting put in different rooms uh, with, like, you know, being able to shoot Drake and being able to shoot Future and, and, and being in that music scene and kind of understanding, like, what the music industry is compared to the basketball industry and, and getting that experience. And, um, you know, after, after that, just again, staying consistent, but, um, yeah, it, it was, it was never like, I am Trey uh, really at the time. It, it wasn't like I am Trey on this content creator. That's how a lot of people saw me at the time. Like it was really hard for me to fully give me that title. Cause again, that was just after my first year and I'm never going to be like, you know, like I, I got like, that is who I am fully. It was never really going to be that for me. Right. Right. So speaking on that, how would you say working in the music industry differs from working in the basketball industry, right? Like, do you, do you see any parallels? Do you see any differences? Like as far as uh, the caliber of the people you're working with, as far as um, the type of photos you're taking, as far as the rooms that you're entering, how would you say those two industries um, are similar or different in any way? Uh, I think they're very similar in the structure of it all. Like every, there's like the teams that are around these artists are very similar. You have that right hand man, you have an assistant, have your security, and then your content creator. Um, so that whole side of things was very similar. And and what I learned from working with Trey was really able to translate um, into that world for me. Uh, but you know, an athlete's lifestyle, you're going to prioritize your health. You're going to make sure you get sleep as much as you do. You're going to make sure you eat on time and all of that. But working with music artists, like, it's it's even more on the go. Like, you got to make appearances at clubs. You got to, you know, perform places. You got to go to the studio late at night. 
you know, sleeping during the day, being awake at night. So it was really fun. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I loved it. I'm glad I, I you know, I had that experience. Um, but it was just very exhausting for me. It just wasn't for me. I have a lot of friends who are in the music world that do freelance and stuff, which I have a lot of respect for. And I love it. Like, I've, like, music is one of my biggest loves in general. Like, I just, you know, like, I love music. And that's what kind of drives me, keeps me going. And being in the middle of that was, like, really cool to see. But, yeah, there's definitely that difference of, uh, you know, there's the actual profession itself of being an artist versus being an athlete. That that whole lifestyle is different. But when it comes to, like, the professional side of things and, and the roles that everyone plays, like, that side of things is very, um, very similar, definitely. Dope. Um, what was it like when you got the opportunity to shoot Drake? Like, what was what was that whole experience like? Did you get to did you get to to meet him at all or talk to him at all? Like, what was that whole experience? Uh, like? Cause that's crazy. Yeah. So we um, uh, so Osiris and Drake were close at the time, and so one of the first photos that took of YK um was like a photo of him, and he had like that heart like shaved into his head, like Drake did. And then, like, the first night I go out there to Miami and take a photo of him, he posts it. And then Drake posts that photo on his story of him. And I'm just like, oh, shit, okay. <laughs> like, Drake just posted a photo that I – and he didn't tag me or nothing. I don't know. He doesn't know I took it. But I was like, dang, like, all right. So it's starting now. <laughs> like, you know, we, we end this. Um, and so, you know, they are pretty close. And, and one day he was just like, yeah, like, like uh, we're about to go to Georgia Tech and go hoop with Drake. And we're like, okay, cool, bet, let's do it. Like, I haven't shot basketball in forever, so being able to shoot basketball was perfect. Um, and yeah, like we got the gym, and this dude, I guess, rented out Georgia Tech in the stadium to play basketball, pick up basketball. But I remember standing, I was on the floor, and then just I just see like Drake like walking down like steps and stuff, and I'm just like. I just, I was, I'm gonna lie, I was starstruck. I was like, okay, like, he's my favorite, like, one of my favorite artists of all time. And he came down, and I'm just like, I'm like looking at him, but I don't wanna be weird, like, staring at him while he's walking down the stairs. And like, he came up, and then, uh, you know, he just said, what's up, introduced himself. I dabbed him up, and I was like, it was like, it just did not feel real in that moment. Um, saying what's up to him. But he was just like, he's, he's a normal dude, though. Like, he's just, you know, being himself. and. Um, yeah, I got some photos of him pooping, and, and those went everywhere, which was cool. Um, I got a lot of attention, and, like, the next day, we, you know, went to a party um, that Drake threw for Future uh, at a Dave, but he ran out of Dave & Buster's at, like, 4 a.m., and, like, with a whole bunch of people, like, Will Yachty was there. Like, I have a photo of 21 Savage playing, like, one of, a, like, a Dave and Buster's game. Like, that's one of my favorite photos. Like, he, 21 Savage, all that he raps about, who his whole character is, is like playing games at Dave and Buster's. Like, and like, I remember like Knife Talk came on and Drake's like a couple feet to the left of me rapping. Like, 21's right there. And then Future's out there in the back. Oh, Yachty is like walking back here. Thug's playing on like a little a basketball machine. And like, that, that whole time just felt like a fever dream. But, um, <laughs> Like it, it was definitely really cool to kind of, and you know, if it wasn't for us, I like I wouldn't be in those positions in in general. But um, like, uh, it, it was just really cool to see that that dynamic between all of them, and it it's, um, it's just cool to see stars like that just being themselves, being cool, and like you know, this was Drake's party, and and seeing him like checking up on everyone, making sure they're okay, and and um, things that 
you know, like I remember seeing like some like speaker was like angled weirdly and he himself would just go and make sure to fix that or if any decoration was messed up. Like he's a stand up dude, like just seeing the way he interacted with those people was like really cool. But again, just seeing how all these artists interact with each other and how they brought all their people with them to these events was really cool to see as well. Um, just seeing the human side of it all, like outside of all like the, you know, the shine and the the media portrayal, I guess, of them all was was really cool to see, definitely. And and yeah, again, imposter syndrome was real. I was like, I feel like I do not belong here, but at the same time, those those experiences helped me really feel like, okay, if I can really be in these moments and really thrive and make sure I do what I got to do, like I can, you know, I'd be able to really survive and thrive in any situation that I really put in. So that I was a really um, developing moment in my career for sure. That's crazy to be able to even be able to say, yeah, man, I, I've attended a, a, a Drake party before. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, oh man, that's wild. So I, I will, we'll, we'll circle back. I, I got a couple falls that I'll ask a little bit later on when we get to our quick header section. Um, but I kind of want to ask you getting back to kind of your role with Trey, right? As far as what does that actually look like? Cause I feel like, I feel like the, for me, the first person who I really saw who had like a personal photographer was like Jordan Poole with the dude uh, J J Squared. Like, yeah, he takes some crazy photos. I'm like, damn, all right. Like, you know, people have where players are having their own like personal content creators that are doing video and stuff like that. And uh, I, I, I subscribed to his YouTube channel too. They're like traveling and he documents their vacations and their trips. It's like, I always wonder, like, what does that actually look like logistically? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, all right, well, are you are you guys like? Or what's big just for you for your situation, right? Um, is it like a, a salaried position? I'm not saying do you got counter pockets by any means. I'm most of the time, how do you receive compensation? Is it like a per project thing? Do you do you live with these guys? Like, how does that work as far as somebody's cause I feel like whenever you see Jordan Poole, you see J Square, and like you never see like you mentioned you go on a vacation with these dudes. Like, so from a logistic standpoint, right? Can you just talk about what your role is, what that looks like. Um right. You know, how you support yourself financially uh, in these type of roles? Yeah, I mean, definitely. Uh, you know, for me and people who knew me at the early on in my stage of career know that, like, for me, money wasn't why I did anything. Like, it, it was all about making connections and just the love of the craft itself. So I was really bad when it came to the financial side of things starting out. And then, you know, still wasn't great at it, getting kicked into working with Trey. Like, at the time, like, I... I never was like, hey, like I need to make sure I get paid. It was it was kind of just like, okay, what do you think I'm worth? Um, then we'll go from there for me at that time. So um, yeah, you know, I, I am it is important to get paid. You know, I, I'll always preach that for any freelance, like you gotta be able to eat, survive, <laughs> and also, you know, grow, grow your brand, grow your equipment and and put that invest in yourself, definitely. Um, so yeah, I mean it's definitely a paid position. You know, I'm I'm getting taken care of well. Uh get the things I need to get paid for paid for and and you know for them it's it's definitely as long as I have everything I need to do my best work for him you know the more he invests into me is the more I'm able to create what exactly what he needs and I know Trey understands that so that's financially it's never never been an issue uh, with him and also he's always made sure and this is one of the things I respect about Trey and and I hope other athletes also do this with the people that they work with is you know he's like um, you know although you're my guy like it's I want you to be able to make more connections and work with other people and like, you know, get to know um, and, and really grow, like not just be comfortable with the position I'm in. Like I, you know, I could just stick with Trey and, and obviously right now, the position I'm in now is like, yes, he's my focus now. 
my full-time job is working with him now. Like, um, but you know, at that time it, it was like, you know, like make, make more money, you know, not using Trey, like, you know, not using him, not taking advantage of him, but like, you know, you get revenue working with, you know, the brands that he works with or, um, you know, his endorsements and, and also, you know, while with him, if I meet any other trainers or meet any other athletes that may need work whenever I'm not with Jay, like, you know, take, take advantage of that and, and use that to grow yourself and build your, you know, build yourself outside of that athlete that you're working with. Cause that's not all I want to be known for. Although I'm proud to be known for that. I love being known for that. Um, and you know, that's again, literally my job now. It's like, want to be you want to be able to build a name for yourself and doing that is also what's going to be able to financially support yourself at the end of the day um so so yeah like starting off it was like you know i, I made sure to make money especially when i came back home from working with trade you know getting paid doing other freelance stuff but yeah during while i'm with him you know he'll make sure to take care of um you know like transportation take care of you know food and stuff and whatnot and then like a salary on top of that is, is what's going to help me um and again, I you know other creators that listen, like make sure you're getting paid so that you can also improve your equipment to be more efficient. Um, you know, that's just going to help the athlete at the end of the day, the more that, you know, they're able to put their money into you. So again, never do it. I've never do it for the money, but it is important. So, you know, yeah, that side of things definitely was, uh, and, and, you know, I'm still trying to get better at it. Still trying to understand, like knowing your worth is like the biggest thing ever, like just don't get lowballed if you feel like you're not getting paid as much as you should be. But at the same time, don't burn any bridges or ruin any relationships just for the money side of things. Like it'll come as long as you're staying consistent. Right. So this is type of more of like a, a salary type of thing. It's not like, a, Oh, I'll, you come do this. I'll pay you this. It's like you're on the team. So you get a salary type of thing. Yes. Yeah. That's solid. That's solid. Um, I feel like for you, right. To be on an athlete's team, I feel like, for an athlete, it's so important to be able to build a team of, like you mentioned earlier, having people that are trustworthy, right? And um, the reality is, I, I, you do great work, you know what I'm saying? And But you're a photographer yourself. There are a bunch of photographers and videographers that do great work, right? Trey could have hired a bunch of other people. I think that it says even more about you as a person that these athletes and Trey specifically saw value in you as a person to bring you a part of their team, right? Because at the end of the day, you're around this guy all the time. You're you're meeting his family. You're in his house. You're on vacation with these people. So it's not just about you being able to take a good picture. At the end of the day, it's a lot more that goes into it beyond a picture or a video, right? So for you, um, what does it mean to you that, like, Trey was able to trust you to bring him onto his team, bring you onto his team and have you around his family and um, have you be integrated into his life? You know what I'm saying? Because I think that's a, that says a lot. Uh, yeah. put that amount of trust into you um and to allow you to come into the circle yeah man i'm i'm forever thankful and grateful not only him but just his family as well as mom dads brothers sisters friends like they've all accepted me and, and allowed me to be a part of like really special moments um like you know like the birth of his son and, um, and things like that like it's you know i it it genuinely means a lot to me and and you know like you said like it's not just it's not easy especially someone in this position to just be able to do that like you know you have to keep that tight circle in and I think for me it's um like it, it all goes back to just being organic and, and being myself like um one of my one of my friends trainers that I first worked with um 
uh, Zeph uh, back in Oklahoma, you know, one of the biggest compliments he's ever given me was like, you know, I love how organic you can be. And that's always stuck with me um, and, and always say one of the most organic people I can be. And so that's, I think just being that, making sure I'm being myself and not trying to be someone I'm not uh, is what kind of, you know, like just, just being consistent to who I am is like, that, that never changed. Like, I feel like I never had to do something extra to be able to, you know, get the love and the support of his friends and family. Um, and, and, you know, that's, that's all you want. Like, if you're going to work with an athlete, like, they're not going to trust someone who puts on a face when they're around their people. Like, you know, it's, it's, they want to trust someone who's authentically themselves. Um, and, and just, you know, like, just, uh, yeah, I mean, like, it's hard to think because, like, I don't know what specifically about me would, you know, be like, okay, yeah, he's cool enough to be around. Like, I just, like I said, I'm just, I'm just going to be in myself. And I, I think that's what he finds a lot of value in as someone who's being real and um, someone that's trustworthy because I'm open. Like, I don't, I don't hide nothing. Like, these are my friends. Like, I, I you know, I'm, I'm just being myself around them at the end of the day. And, um, and also, like, you know, making sure to be respectful. Like, you know, these are, especially Trey's parents, like, I have, like, the utmost respect for them. You know, they've, they've helped put their son in a position that they're in, and they're also hardworking and doing their own things. And but Trey's dad has, has always, you know, offered his help and whatever it is, and, and he's been helping me a lot recently as well with, you know, financial side of things or the business side of things and, and offered me their resources. So it's um, allowed me to really grow uh, who I am, but also uh, – you know, helping the family, you know, make sure that I capture their special moments and make sure that they have things that they can look back on and capturing the things that, that will, can one day be in a, in a documentary for them. And, um, you know, it all just goes back to you know, doing what I was brought into in the first place, knowing my role, you know, that might probably be like the best answer to those questions. I just, I understood my role and stuck with it. And, and knowing your role isn't all about just like, you know, you're stuck in this hole and that's all you got to be. It's like, you know, you can, you can open up, you know, push those, those boundaries a bit more um, and, and then slowly kind of grow your role and, and not just know it. And, and that doesn't mean stay stagnant, but um, just knowing your position and staying true to who you are yourself and why you do what you do. I feel like it's, it's all things that kind of help make my relationship with him and his family a lot more organic. And um, like you said, there's a lot of photographers and videographers out there and arguably like I've seen some that can really take the job up of a lot of these other creators for athletes but what really separates them is, is the people that are behind the actual camera and understand how to move and understand how to really be themselves and um that's definitely a huge again anytime someone asks me for advice i'm like when it comes to photo camera video i'm not going to tell you any settings or, or blah 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 like none of that i'm gonna tell you what's really important in this career in the space that's like exponentially growing especially in a time like this and that, again one of those biggest things is just being organic yeah so. yeah that's a great answer um, I feel like you, you touched on it a little bit, but I kind of want to dive into it a little more. You talked about, um, sometimes having this feeling of like imposter syndrome, right? And I feel like a lot of people deal with that no matter what area of life you're in. Um, and I feel like it's, people might not really understand how drastic of a culture shock it can be when you're going from a regular everyday life, you're a college student or, you know, you're in high school in Oklahoma, right? And you go from that to now you're hanging around Trey, who's obviously, um, you know, Max players hanging around all clutch sports. You're around LeBron. You mentioned Drake, Future. You're around A-list celebrities overnight. You know, you had to change, and you can't, like you mentioned, you can't act the same 
uh, as you previously were, your life is drastically different because it's not the same. You know what I'm saying? So what would you say, number one, I guess the two-part of the question, the first part of the question is, what would you say is what was the most challenging part of that adjustment period for you? And then number two, how did you, or how have you, I should say, in the last couple of years, um, I think it's, I think if I remember correctly, it's been about two years since you've been working, two to three years since you've been working with Trey. How has that progressed over the last two to three years um, to where you have been able to become more comfortable in these spaces? Right. Yeah, no, it definitely was. I, I didn't, when I, when I first made that, that change in my life, like it, it didn't really hit me that, that it was so obviously like I'm able to tell like, yeah, this isn't my life. Like I'm not part of it, but I, I think that's the hardest thing was like, I kept telling myself like, this isn't my life. This is someone else's life that I'm able to capture, which is true, which is still true. Like this isn't my life, but I think it was also important for me to understand like, you know, this is my life. Like my life is being around these people right now. Um, you know, and I, the sooner I got to accepting that, um, the easier it was able for me to be more confident and being a part of these moments. Cause for me constantly telling myself like, this isn't my life. This isn't my life really forced me to be on the outside looking in a lot of the times, you know, being like a fly on the wall was kind of my direct, my, um, the way I kind of captured content was, was doing that way making sure to stay out the way, which, you know, it's still important to, and I still do, but, um, I just never fully allowed myself to be a part of those moments because I didn't really felt like I belonged because these are all people that, you know, they, they're they very successful in what they're doing. But I think just it, it took a lot of, you know, giving, having some self-respect for myself, you know, like just, I, I think this, this doesn't even fully have to do with the career itself. It's just life, like just growing up as, as a kid, like, you know, it's, um, like being in all these positions, like I, I wasn't like really around my friends too much because, you know, like especially like high school, like my friends will tell you like I, when they would like go out, party and stuff, like I know this is like cliche as heck, but like I would stay home and I would be editing like all night, like friends would be having fun and, and obviously they're still succeeding in their own ways. And, and you know, a lot of them I have like, you know, since then a lot of my friends have graduated, have amazing jobs and are actually like, really doing well in their careers but like for my path trying to make it into something that's not like I can as long as I work really hard through school graduate get that job like that's not the same in a creative field um say it could be said with being an athlete or being an artist like you have to put a lot of hours outside of what is seen and so I doing that I was really like I, I was really an antisocial person and I still am like I'm comfortable when I'm on my own and I'm alone but you know all of that saying all that is just to say like when that going into a lifestyle that's super high energy, super, you got to be super extroverted. Um, I think that was like one of the hardest transitions was just like being like, okay, like this is who I, like, this is what I need to be in, in, in these spaces, just being someone who can really be a part of being around these people, being around these A-list celebrities. Like I have to start telling myself like I belong here. And, and you know, now like I genuinely believe I do, like if I didn't, then I wouldn't be able to grow in this position. And it's important to like, obviously stay humble and stay hungry like that's always that's always got to be there but just know that you can still you know understand that you have room to grow still understand that you have a lot to learn but you know you belong in the space to be able to do that um like you know or, or else you know you're just gonna fall behind like if you don't you know you can you can get put in these positions feel like you belong there be like i belong here 
so I'm, I deserve to stay here. Like, no, like that's, that's going to get you kicked out of, out of this world quick. But as long as you have that confidence, which is what I, I was definitely lacking, which is confidence in myself and who I am and, and not, you know, relying on, um, I'm not always relying on like the people around you to always gas you up or the people around you to always give you that validation. Like it definitely was like a lot of like making sure to give yourself self-love, give yourself time to take care of yourself, take care of your mental health and just understand that like, Hey, like, you know, like things aren't always going to go the way you want it to, or you're going to have those times of like, you know, imposter syndrome, but like stay confident, um, believe in what you do and why you do it. And like, you'll be fine. And that's kind of like the, kind of like the thing I lived by was just staying true to myself and why I started doing what I'm doing and, and, you know, being in those positions, like, okay, like I just need to not only focus on the photo video of what I do, cause that actually creating the content, actually, you know, doing my art will keep me there, but that'll stay there and that'll grow. But I have to make sure that I'm putting just as much effort into who I am, who I want to be, how I want to be seen as Naveen as well and I think that's one of like the biggest things that I made sure work on like and this is my third summer working with Trey now and yeah like that first summer was difficult and then second summer I made sure to really make that a priority to do so um, so yeah it's just after doing that like now I'm like comfortably like being able to be around a lot of the league guys and really introduce like you know just be like hey like I'm now you know I'm Trey's content creator and I visuals and like I love to show my work with other people and show myself off and then you know self-love that's like the biggest thing so, yeah, that's major. That's major. Um, I feel like it's crazy to hearing all these different stories and stuff like that because I feel like for the audience who may not know, Nav is still in school. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. how do you balance being a college student still with right. a job? Right, like, um, what is that like? You know, do you still have aspirations to just kind of talk to us about what you're in school for? You know, yeah. how to balance that, and then. If you plan to kind of utilize your degree, I know it's it's still in the realm of photography, but like, how do you kind of balance that? Damn, like I'm I'm out here in LA, some leave Vegas, but I'm a whole college student. You mentioned earlier, you had to pretty much lie and be like, yeah, I'm available till September. No, and then we'll start in August. You know what I'm saying? So how how you been able to balance that? Right. No, it's um, uh, yeah, that's why after that first summer, like I had to take that semester off because I really wanted to see what that would be like, just fully being able to focus on being a full time creator at that time and, and you know that was one of the biggest times of growth for my career was that time I took off from school but um you know like not blaming my parents like or whatever but it's like they really want me to get through school and really get that degree and that mean a lot for them especially you know them coming to America and, and putting you know, me in a position to be able to attend school so I really want to respect that as many times as there's been where I want to just drop out and fully focus on what I'm doing um, but yeah, you know, I'm majoring in creative media productions, uh, which I'm thankful my parents at least allow me to do that. Um, so, you know, it is, uh, it is a lot of photo video uh, classes. And then I took minor in psychology because I did want to learn something else outside of what I already know. And, and being able to understand people is something I've always been curious in. And I felt like I could maybe even implement some of those into my work and into the world of marketing as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean... It, it was definitely very hard to stay motivated in school when, you know, uh, like you said, I'm able to go shoot these things. Like, like I remember during All-Star break, like uh, before I went out there in 2022 All-Star, um, like that's when, you know, school started back up in January. I'm writing a bunch of papers and classes. And then 
I have to talk to my professors like, hey, like I'm gonna be gone next week for All Star, like you know, blah. But but the thing I love is like they they were they knew like like who I was working with and the position I was in, and and it wasn't any like special treatment or nothing. Like that's the last thing that they would do. But um, but they the thing I loved about the college at, at OU is they're like if you're working in the industry, you know, doing whatever you're doing, like we're gonna make sure we allow you to give that to give that time to you. Um, to be able to do that as long as I stay ahead on my work, which which I really respected and, and I'm thankful for. So, like, yeah, like I was able to go to Vegas, uh, not Vegas, um, to at the time it was Cleveland. So I went to Cleveland and, and you know, there's there like, you know, I, I woke up, got got my work done, wrote my papers and then made sure I just had to get up earlier, make sure I did that, um, got through that whole week and then I'd come back. And I'm exhausted from like just that week of working, but, you know, I had to get back to back to classes i remember i came straight back and I had like tests to take and, and you know at those moments it does feel like a lot but it's after getting through it is it's, it's like it's worth it it's the it's the feeling of you know i, I got all the work done and also got my classes done which i kind of love that feeling um but it's it's just doing what i gotta do at the end of the day like it's i'm still a student and i make sure that doesn't change um and it is difficult like being in in classes that um Again, no disrespect to the university at all. Like they, they do amazing things and, and really help a lot of students. And it's just for me, it's like um, I, I really feel like there are areas where you know, uh, and it's not only at OU or seeing other other um, um, other universities and other programs to where like you know the world of content creating is is drastically changing, and it's not not all just about. Um, broadcasting on tv or even on like radio like that's you know that's starting to phase out like yeah. especially thanks to podcasts like thanks thanks to all this like you know what i mean so um it is interesting it was a little difficult you know trying to push through uh, courses that i really felt like you know I, I can see a lot of change in as well which which i will and want to have these conversations with with uh people at the university like you know like at, in the back of my mind, one day I would love to come and teach a college course on personal content creation. Like there, there it's an art to it. There's a lot you can learn, like the technical side and, and everything else. And like, um, you know, the, being able to do stuff like that in the future is why I want to kind of push through school. And so, um, I I see value in it in, in staying at school while doing work as well. So as, as long as I can, I'm able to get my work done, fit that in my schedule, and use that as a way to stay consistent and disciplined in my life. And and you know, make sure that I'm also giving the time to my content and work and I'm not sacrificing one thing or the other. Although admittedly, I do feel like now I'm prioritizing my work a bit more because a degree would be nice to have. But, you know, everyone in this industry knows, like, even if you have a degree, it's not going to mean anything unless you build those relationships and build, you know, grow your career and your portfolio outside of school. Like, you have to make sure to be able to do that. And obviously, graduating college will show your ability to stay dedicated and consistent to something. Um, that's kind of another reason why you know, I, I want to stay in school. And everyone's like, I've had professors ask me like, why are you still in school? Like I've had like having a professor ask you that is like, okay, well maybe I should be asking myself that, but you know, obviously he's, he's joking, but um, uh, at the same time, it's like, yeah, like I, I want to stay because I, I want to prove to myself that I can, you know, be consistent in that getting that done um, that's more of a personal goal for mine than a professional thing and um yeah so I'll be going into my senior year this upcoming year but I've also I've gotten a full-time position working with Trey so I'll be moving to Atlanta and working with them during the season so that's kind of 
my priority going to this next year, but I'll be able to finish off school online. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, it's like I said at that time when I said, yeah, Trey, I, I'll be available until September, even though knowing I won't be, it's kind of that same mentality now, like, yeah, I can do school while doing work, not knowing if it'll work, but just as long as I can go into it with that mentality, like, yeah, I can do it, stay consistent, be fine. Like, um, you know, I think I'll be good, good to go. <laughs> How old are you now? Uh, I just turned 22. That's hectic. My boy is really young in these streets, man. <laughs> I feel like, listen, man, I, I tip my hat off to you, man. I tip my hat off to you because, you know, if I was partying with Drake in future in 21 and I'm out here off the weekend and I'm sitting in, in uh, Econ 101 or <laughs> right, like, man, it's over for this. I'm out of here. <laughs> but I'm, I'm talking shit for real for real. Cause I ain't gonna lie. I was in your shoes as well, bro. And I can relate to having a personal goal. I couldn't remember. Um, so I did my undergrad at Quinnipiac. It's a D1 school up in Connecticut. Did my master's at Coppin State. And I was in the same position as you sort of where my grad program was a two-year program. And originally you had to do it like in person. So the first year of my grad program was my my fifth year of playing basketball. And I was going to like essentially go overseas and play pro basketball and then postpone my second year until whenever I was done playing. But COVID hits and it's like... Mm. Damn, we can't go to school. So the second year, the thing had to be online. So twofold, it was I was it was kind of lucky because I was like, damn, all right, well now I can do my, you know, program while I'm playing overseas. I can do that from anywhere in the world. But right. so like, but I don't really, I'm not. It's it's, it's 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 something about being in class and like being on campus that kind of motivates you and puts you in the mode. But when you're That's in good. COVID and you at home, you like, bro, I'm about That's to off Netflix. I ain't trying to do no work. Right. Right. <laughs> but um I pushed through, bro, and I finished it. And I'm not gonna lie, it was a grind. Like it was a it was a mental grind more so. You know how it is the work isn't necessarily difficult, but it's just like doing it is difficult when you have other things going on. But I will right. say when I finished it, bro, when I got my master's degree, it was the most rewarding feeling, you know what I'm saying? Cause number one, I told myself I ain't never going to school another day of my life. I got two degrees, <laughs> I'm done with school forever. But just the fact that like I accomplished something that I set out to do, you know what I'm saying? So I think that um, just from hearing you, you talk about it uh, on air and, and off air, bro, I have no doubt that you'll be able to finish it. And when you do, bro, you'll be able to move into the next chapter of your of your career. Like just, all right, all right, mom and dad, I did it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I get you your commitment, now I can do me. And, and you'll be, you'll be, you'll be better for it. Um, so I want to ask like, what would you say is your favorite moment story uh whatever from working with trey outside of like photography so maybe if you have a story where like the the the, the camera's down y'all kicking it like yeah. what would you say is your favorite moment or favorite story um man favorites uh there's this moment uh it, this isn't a crazy moment at all you know it was nothing crazy but um it really meant a lot to me was the first summer that I was working with him. Um, you know, I, I was, I was really shy still. I was really quiet. I was, I was more observant than anything. Just trying to be a sponge, um, soak up as much as I can of everything around me. Um, and, and what really meant a lot was like, it was like one day, I think it was like after work, I was just sitting by myself, like out in the back, just you know, having my own time. And, you know, Trey came outside and just chilled, and we never really spent like one-on-one -on -one time like that. When I was student, like I was still nervous to talk to him. Now it's like I love like 
the conversation Trey and I have now, like, I love it. Like, we just, like, love to chop it up here and there. But at the time, I was, I was still, like, you know, trying to keep my distance, not fully. Um, although they did everything they can to, like, make me feel comfortable, which they did. Um, you know, I, was, I was just still, you know, it, it was difficult at the time. But I remember he, like, came out and, uh, you know, he just, like, started, like, we just had a conversation. And, and he was just telling me about his experience when he was a lot younger in high school, you know, and he was, like, that star, you know, getting that stardom. And, and he was hanging around guys like KD or Russ like back in Oklahoma and what that was like for him and and kind of being being more vulnerable and, and kind of helping me feel that relatability like really meant a lot to me because um, I was just like, OK, like, you know, like he, he does understand. Like he kind of understands, like, obviously we can be very different people, but also kind of very similar people at the same time. It's like um, that just one shows his character and, and the fact that he cares about me. Um, but also it's that like, yeah, like he. Like, you know, no matter, no matter who you are as a star, like, um, he's all started somewhere. And, and uh, just showing that human side of, of him, like, that, that was really a special moment that I'll never ever able to forget because that's something, like, you know, I'm, I'm going to take that and, and hopefully one day, you know, there's, like, a kid kind of in that similar position that I see, like, like a young guy trying to make it into this world. Like, you know, I, I want to be able to kind of offer that sort of – that. Um, that relatability, that understanding that, you know, that you feel like, hey, you're, it's completely normal for you to feel this way sort of thing. And, and I think that that's more of like, like a personal, personal favorite moment of mine, because because everything else is on camera, you know, everything else that's like this fun that's going on that we do, like, that's going to be on camera. But, but those off off camera moments that are more personal and more conversational, like, um, I, I love, I love having those because it just, it really breaks down those walls of, of being able to be friends as well as like straight professionals with each other but you know, I just always have amazing fun memories of like you know all the guys always having like music debates of like different music artists and stuff and um, um yeah just like whenever you go on trips and stuff like playing card games on the plane or um just, just little moments like that are always I always love I always love and even those moments like I, I try not to capture on camera just be more in the moment sort of thing yeah um but yeah, I think th those type of situations are definitely some of my favorite that, that are off camera that like nobody really gets to see. Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned uh, a lot of the ones that people do get to see, you know, because you record everything. And I want to talk to you about one of the ones that was popping recently that I saw everywhere was the one with you guys with Drewski and the Sand Dudes. <laughs> talk to me about that day because number one, oh my God. I was dying <laughs> just watching Drewski out there trying to work out. And uh, right. obviously out there working out with a real athletes. So just talk to me about that experience, what that day was like. Um, and then what, what Drewski is like in person. Is he actually as funny as he seems online? Drewski uh, is an amazing individual. I'm so glad I got to meet him. <laughs> yeah, like, so... I guess it was like a few weeks ago, um, right after a workout. Um, and I, I know you saw, I saw in that video uh, now, but like, yeah, like Drewski and, and Trey have been staying in contact. And Jay Trey was just like, yeah, like Drewski's going to come to the sand dunes tomorrow. And we're like, okay, sure. And we go, we go to the sand dunes every, every Saturday, every Saturday morning. Um, you know, get those, it's, you don't really, you can't tell how difficult it is until you're there doing the actual workouts. And, um, but I love it. And I know the guys hate it because they're actually doing more of the workout than I am, even though I still get a workout trying to chase them up and down this hill. Um, and don't get that wrong. But um, yeah, like I just didn't expect Juski to actually pull up and he did. And he just like pulled up and 
uh man he's, his energy is amazing he's, he's just such a organically funny guy like he doesn't force it like he's just being himself and and he helped definitely get all of us through through the workout and <laughs> it's just seeing him like like respect to him for showing up at like 10 a.m like and it probably was like an hour and a half drive for him for where he was at and um well he got straight to work like he was running up and down doing the same drills as a professional athlete um <clears throat> and like uh yeah like like and that, that was the biggest thing is I just respected like he actually was like making sure he was getting the work in and it wasn't just to come and have fun or whatever like um you know it was really interesting to hear from him that like uh you know he's as performers like you know I'm, I'm sure other artists can relate to this as well like you're on stage running around whether it's singing being a comedian rapping whatever it is like you need to have a lot of energy to be able to do these tours all night while being able to cater to an audience of like thousands of people are running up and down a stage and not being tired so like he's putting in work for a genuine reason and it was really dope to hear the the true genuine like like um like, like that serious side of him a little bit uh but you know it's it's uh you know, i was like damn i never really thought of it that way like there's a reason why like a lot of these other industries like you got to make sure you stay in shape for that sort of thing and so it's cool to see that you know he's pushing himself to you know he didn't just decide to go to the gym he decided to do a workout with the pro athlete <laughs> it was just funny and i remember after that day he was just like i'm never coming back he came back the next week and put in more work. So, you know, he sounds like he's dedicated to all of this. And I love it. I love it. It's a super dope guy. And, like, um, he had an amazing reaction to, like, the photos he, like, I sent him. He was like, man, those are fire. Like, I didn't expect to, to get those photos. And that meant a lot to me. And the love that he showed. Um, but, yeah, man, I've always been a fan of Juicy. He's hilarious. Hilarious guy. And, and it was just cool to see that that's just who he is. He doesn't put on a front. doesn't try to force nothing. Like, that's why he's so successful. Again, it goes back to just being organic, being yourself, and, and got him to where he's at. So exactly. it was a random. We we like to call those side side missions almost. Just whenever we got those like random missions of something going on, like it, it was really funny and it was dope to be part of that moment for sure. That's fire, man! Shout out, shout out, Drewski, man, for coming to get some yeah, work. Shout out, man. <laughs> right, man. Shout out to him, bro, because not many people can do it, <laughs> let alone come back. Like, man, came back for seconds. That's tough. Right. Respect, respect, right. man. Right. Um, so I feel like we talked about a little bit at the beginning of the episode as far as like summer league, right? And uh, not summer league specifically, but the whole idea of networking. And I feel like in this industry, I feel like it's it's it's, it's almost overstated, but it's, it's facts, man. It's not about really what you know; it's about who you know, right? And um, I was listening to this podcast uh, with Juju Adams. She was on last week. I, I'm pretty sure you know Juju as well. She does social for GQ, but she did this clip and she yeah. was talking about um. She was talking about how she was like, like at the end of the day, in this in this sports industry in this industry like I, I don't think I've ever like applied for a job as far as like submitting a resume and like right. opportunity that I've gotten has been oh I know this person hey I think this person I think she would be great for this you know what I'm saying um, and I think that that's so powerful because at the end of the day making connections is so important and so valuable so I wanted to ask you like what is one connection that you've made. Um, that has paid dividends for you in your career where you can say like damn like if i will never make this person or if i will never put up to this event then maybe uh you know i would never got this opportunity like just talk about the power yeah. of that whole type of situation and what was if, if you have any uh situations like that where you can think of like that damn like that 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 really paid off 
there there's a few differently and each of these few played a different role at different aspects in different areas of my career and, and the earliest one for sure is just like is one and, and this is something i really want a lot of creators to understand is like really like get to know your coaches and trainers like in your area locally like i'm from oklahoma right and I, like like uh, it was an amazing area uh, like what makes oklahoma so amazing to me is it's its people um and so yeah like just the coaches like the first few coaches that i trained with like just getting in the allowing them for to me to be in the gym and just seeing the, how they work how their guys work and and the consistent the consistency that goes into all of that kind of set like a big um uh kind of allowed me to see like okay like this is what it's like to really be putting work towards something you love or something you want to achieve and and getting into those gyms like really definitely helped me a lot and um you know from there going into into skins league and that that was huge for me like just reaching out and be like hey like let me come work with you skins and and through there another big networking opportunity of just being around other pro guys and then from them being able to work with their trainers and then really go through oklahoma as well but um you know after all that like working with uh nav and, and in the lab and dev like they they kind of uh played like a mentor mentorship role for me um and just kind of getting my foot in the door of working with, uh, you know, social media and, and athletes and the sports world. Like they're, they're really the ones really opened my eyes to how big that world is and how um, crucial it is. And, and again, I can't, it's hard for me to pick specific people because each of these guys, like as I met one person, I met someone else, I met someone else. And then it's, it's really important to do. And, and um, yeah. And it's um, like, I guess after, uh, you know, it's like there are going to be people in, in your life like that are, that do play that mentorship role that are really important, that's important to have. Like you never want to be in a point where you feel like you're too good to listen from anyone. And so I think that's what, um, that's why like I love, constantly making connections no matter who you are or what you do and what position you're in like you can be a security for all I care and I'd love to just hear about you know your story and how did you get to where you are and what aspects of what you did to get to where you are can I implement into my own life you know what I mean like your story is completely different and unique but I would you know getting to know you and talking to you like I'd be like oh like this is what Andrew did so you know that got him to where he is now like how you know can that is can that be something I could take into you know, getting to where I want to be. So, so connections not only played a role in getting different positions, but also into like growing myself into who I am. And that, that's what I, it was really important to me. Um, and uh, yeah, because when it came to getting positions, it was like, you know, although it was a lot about who you know, it was like the stuff that I picked up from people is what I was able to implement into going and reaching out and getting those jobs and getting those positions. Um, but yeah, like, and, and one of the, one of my best friends that now I have is is someone who I knew on social media, Trey Man, like like me and him, like we we connected on social media like so long ago, and like that first summer I started working uh, with him, he was uh, Alex Bazell, Trace Trainers, um, content creator, and like that's when we met for the first time in the gym, and like from then it's just like we've kind of just like stayed connected, and that's like been like my brother, like not only in the industry but outside of it, like we've. You know we had like some of like our earliest memories in our creator like you know lives together doing that and you know we're always trying to like hype each other up and make sure that like 
we're there for each other whenever like things are getting rough whether it be creatively or, or personally and so like it's that's one of my most important um connections i would say in a personal level as well as was being with him and, and really getting to know someone who kind of understands you know the, the the positions that we get put in as content creators and what it takes to kind of get to where we need to be um him and also uh daryl gradient visuals like yep. uh, you know he you know, he does all the stuff for clutch and he was like one of my biggest inspirations starting off like just the way that he would push creativity and, and take photos that aren't just like regular photos like these, like these are like shots and, and and pieces really that that he created because he wanted to that's the vision he had he took the photos he headed it that way and really created something that's what i loved and admired and, and getting to really meet him and then knowing that i could really text him or call him for advice like that like really meant a lot just having that that support system there um and yeah like everyone in my life has played a different role but you know i wouldn't be where i am if it wasn't for for you know without them so um yeah i, I know that it really answered the question of who specifically got to you know it was important but it's mm-hmm. again everyone everyone played a different role and uh, you now I'm, I'm grateful and thankful for everyone that was that's been there and continues to be there like you know throughout throughout the way so that's a great answer. That's a great answer, man. You, 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 you definitely provide some great perspective for sure, man. And uh, I had a chance to meet Daryl as well uh, when I was in LA for uh, the last five weeks when I was um, chilling with my brother. I met him at the Lakers Clippers game. Great dude. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah. shout out him, man. We're trying to get him on the podcast too, man. So Daryl, if you're man, come, come tap in with us, man. Come tap oh, in man. with us. <laughs> that, that, that'd be dope, man. He's definitely a great dude, man. Um, So I wanted to ask you, right? Like, when you look long-term, right, you're only 22 years old, you're still super young, right? Where do you see your career going? You know, if you can see, you know, five years from now, 10 years from now, do you have a larger vision as far as things that you still want to accomplish, right? If you could say, all right, you know, 15, 20 years from now, this is how my career can look like, you know, what does that look like for you? Man, that's, um, I love the question, but it's also a question that I hate at the same time, because <laughs> it's like, um, cause I've never, ever been like any time I'm like, okay, I want to do this next year and this next year, it's never gone that way for whether it be good or bad. Like, um, I've, I've always now been forcing myself to more stay present in the moment and let whatever happens happen. So obviously I have my goals. Like I want to, um, uh, like there, there's like, I wanted to, I can't really talk. Okay, I'm probably not going to talk about this specific project yet until it comes out. But it, it's one of the biggest projects of my life that recently I was just able to do, and that, that was like a dream project of mine that I thought I wouldn't be able to get to do until late in my career. And, and like I literally accomplished it at the age of 21 when that's something I thought that I could wouldn't like I would have to work my way up to doing. And and that again completely changed my perspective again. Like okay, if I did that now now what can I really start to do in the years to come and so it's it's really hard for me to say what I I can see myself doing in four to five years but with the way that this year is going so far it's it's as long as I'm I'm staying consistent with with the opportunities that are coming now it's like that's really what I want to do it's just like really push the envelope on on what it means to really push the boundaries and, and expectations on what it means to be a content creator and what that actually is and beyond just taking photos or holding the camera like a more I, I really want to delve into like a creative direction role and and you know like like especially with Trey like I really and I've had these conversations where like, I really want to help 
solidify his look, solidify his brand. Cause just outside of his logo, like I want people to recognize things that he's a part of be like, okay, this is a bit of Trey, this is a bit of who he is, whatever you see on social media. And, and um, I really want to, in the next five years, like solidify what it means to me to be a creator, like at the end of the day. And, and that's what I, I want to learn from other people, learn through my experiences and, and, you know, now, especially with everything that's kind of transpired for me, it's been hard for me to like set specific goals to hit. And I know it's really important to do that, but um, I think for me personally, I like all these goals and, and, and speaking things into existence and having it organically come. Like I'm, I'm in love with, with that whole journey of it all. And, um, but in the future, I definitely want to get to a point where I can put the camera down. Um, you know, I'll, although I love being on the go, I love not staying in one place for too long. Like, I love all that. Like, there's, there's going to be a point where I want to, you know, settle down for a bit, you know, have family and all that part of my life, which I really can't even think about now. But um, at some point, at some point I do. And, and you know, I've had these conversations with some of my other creative friends. Like, I, I once I kind of understand what I what I can do as a creator, what that can look like and how far you can push this position and role and, and create other roles that don't exist. Like, I, you know, I don't always want to get a role or a job that's already there. Like I, I love been wanting to kind of push, uh, push the boundaries of, of what a creator can do and, and the value and the importance of one and what they can offer. And then one day maybe even start my own creative agency where I can, you know, mentor a group of young upcoming creators and, and then, you know, have athletes be like, Oh, and athletes like, Hey, I need, someone to start following me around and be like okay well i've had this guy under my wing for a little bit trust what he or she does um and you know send them out to follow them around and make sure that they understand they they understand what it means to be a creator what their job is and, and you know just kind of kind of build a group of people that can go out there and, and really that i can kind of oversee and be like okay are they doing their job and also kind of give them a bit of advice on okay this is how you can also you know get yourself paid while working with this athlete and um i just want to kind of leave a bigger impact than than what i can do as an individual and, and kind of put people in the future and this is obviously planned just in the future when I'm, I'm ready to put the camera down which i really don't know when that would be but um just get in a position where other people can win and, and leave an impact that'll kind of be a ripple effect moving forward at some point like that's one of the biggest conversations that I have with a lot of people older than me that they ask me like, what, like, what do you really want to do? Like, what is the point of all this at the end of the day? And uh, I'm mean, just, you know, I, I'm still learning that. still trying to figure that out. But um, again, my focus right now is just growing myself, growing my own brand and, and understanding who I want to be. And, and hopefully with everything I learned, again, being able to put that out there for others to kind of thrive from. Yeah. So, I wanted to ask, man, because I feel like, you know, I normally ask folks, you know, what's the biggest piece of advice that they give other people who want to be you or want to be Nav, but you dropped a bunch of gems, so I won't I won't ask you to repeat yourself. Um, but one thing that came to mind in your last response was you were you mentioned just how, you know, one day you want to kind of slow down and get, you know, get back to more of a normal life and normal schedule. And, you know, you've already talked about here getting that call to go to the Bahamas in one day or getting the call from Trey, oh, we got to be so-and-so in two days, right? Like, it's a very fast life. And I feel like a lot of people don't really understand that when you're working in the NBA in any capacity, whether you're a content creator, whether you're on somebody's team, you're a manager, you're a coach, right? You own that grind. Like people always say that NBA players, man, hey, I was listening to um, 
the JJ Reddick podcast, they're talking about, man, you want to get into coaching? He's like, man, I don't know, man. That travel is different, right? I'm on the road. If the team got a back-to-back, you got a back-to-back. You away from your family. So I want to ask you, right, just talk about some of the things that people not might not really think about or take into consideration when they say, oh, I want to be fill-in-the-blank player, content creator, or their video guy, right? Because at the end of the day, it looks cool when you're on the sand dunes with Drewski or when you were at All-Star Weekend and – you at all yeah. like, hey, that's that looks sweet, you know what I'm saying? But it's a lot of it's a grind that comes with that. So can you just right. talk about that for the people who again might might want to be you and what might want to be in your shoes, but might not be considering the things that come with that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like the baseline to all of it all is is, is staying consistent and staying ready for, for no matter what it is and everything that it is. And I mean, like arguably, like I wouldn't be in this position with Trey if I didn't, you know. I guess I never really touched on this when we first started talking, but like right before I made that call that summer, like I was, I was really in a low spot when it came to my work and, and what really got me out of it was like, you know what, I could, at this point, like, I just, I just need to go out there and shoot. And I was shooting a lot of videos, like every two days I would go shoot something. I, I would just make sure I, I was just like creating and make sure I, I was living what I wanted to be and living and breathing that content creator life. Even back in Oklahoma in my town, like, that's all I was doing. And then doing that and staying consistent and staying ready. And I, I was ready for when Trey asked, hey, do you have video content? Do you have stuff recently can show me? And if it wasn't for, you know, staying locked in at that, like crazy enough that time, like right before I was like getting ready to maybe even like drop what I was doing, like staying ready for that is what kind of got my foot in the door at that exact moment. And that consistency kind of continues onwards where, during the school year, like I'm, I'm making sure I'm constantly creating, even when I'm not with Trey and, and like the off chance, but like, hey, like, can you come out during this time uh, or during this, this and this? I'm like, cool. Like, I, I'm, I'm, you know, growing my equipment. I'm still taking care of, of, you know, trying to make money to keep all that going and um, just just mentally staying ready to create, jotting down ideas for the next time that we're together or um, like, uh, yeah, like even, even, during the off season, like while we're out here in LA, like I'm, I'm making sure that I'm, I'm getting up the times I need to wake up. I'm not trying to sleep in just because I can. Um, but also, you know, I'm taking care of my health and my body because because it's a lot. Like whenever you're traveling like that, it's like you're you're losing sleep. You're eating schedules can be off here and there, but it's really up to you to, you know, obviously like Trey and the team like they take care of you, right? and obviously and hopefully like whoever's working with whoever else like they'll take care of you, make prioritize your health as well. But um, yeah, like it's it's definitely there have been times where for me, like I'm I'm so physically and mentally worn out that like trying to look at a computer screen to edit, like there's just times like I just can't, like I just can't creatively think the way I want to. And I, I'm the last person who's going to try and force out a piece of content just to get it out if it's not something that I enjoy and, and something I really like the, the you know, product of. So, um, yeah, like it's 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 really important to make sure that that and, and again, like my the biggest thing I tell people is like I'm I'm creatively influenced by the music world and artists and I'm um my work ethic and, and the energy I put into it is really influenced by athletes and the way they work. Um and you know, like so if, if you're trying to get a contract or or you know make it into the league, like you're you're and even if you like, you know, a player not getting minutes or whatever, like you're still in the gym, you know, getting that work in and staying healthy and getting your shots up, like just whenever the call, whenever it's your time, next man up mentality sort of thing. And so that's something that I've really been inspired by um, and, and what I feel like has been really helping me stay consistent and being ready for 
whatever situation we're thrown into and just being prepared for like, okay, so we're going to Vegas for summer league like tomorrow, like, okay, let me make sure I have all this ready and this ready and this ready. I know we're not going to get a lot of sleep. So I have to make sure that I get my naps in during this time of the day. And I make sure that I have a snack ready or I make sure I'm drinking water. Like, like the stuff that you don't really think about in like a normal everyday, like life sense, it's like, that's important to really keep up. So, um, yeah, like my first year working with Trey, like I lost so much weight. Like I, I was like, I, I physically lost, like I just I was like, you know, I wasn't taking care of myself as much as I should have. And that's on me. Like, that's just because like I didn't realize how much I should be taking care of myself. And, um, you know, like going into this year is completely different. Like I'm making sure to like eat as much as I can. Like I got a gym membership out here because while the guys are working out, like my job, like I got to create content. Like I'm not going to be able to hop in and work out with them. So you know, I've got my own membership to make sure that I work out. Working out has been like a really big way to really not only help my body, but my mind as well. Um, and, you know, like I went to a pickup run last night, which I played horrible in because I haven't touched a ball in like a month. And I was it was so bad, but it just feels so great to just like kind of be in a gym again because that's just I love hooping and, and, you know, just making sure to do things you love, but not get too carried away and not too comfortable. Like it's just it's it's a lot of balancing for sure. Like at the end of the day, it's just being able to balance living that lifestyle that that you know it's like being around um professionals or whoever you're working with like making sure that you can be a part of their lives but you know it's that's that's what would really make you valuable valuable as a creator if you're able to find that balance of you're ready for whatever they need you but you're also able to take care of yourself so you can put out the best work that you can and to make sure that you're growing and that you're not declining in any aspect of your life because you know that's just going to pull you down like, that's just going to you know, if you're letting, if you're letting that personal life of you crumble and, and that's just going to bring down the professional side of your life as well. So, you know, it's, it's important to take breaks. It's important to, you know, just, just give yourself some me time, let yourself rest. Cause like creative burnout is like a real thing. Like I've, I've felt that so many times where it's like, man, like I just, just can't think of any ideas right now. or can't think about ways to stick out or I'm, I'm, I'm kind of tired of being doing the same, putting out the same sort of content. So just kind of finding ways to, you know, like whether, you know, it'd be playing video games or you know, talking with your friends or watching a movie or, you know, just, just literally sitting down in a room, headphones on, listening to music, like just just finding ways to to really understand yourself, to stay consistent and, you know, being being ready with that, that almost that next player, you know, just re being ready mentality of it all is, is definitely really crucial and important to have, especially in this world. That's great. That's great, man. I think that's a perfect way to kind of put it a wrap to the, uh, you know, the, the deeper stuff, man. We're going to get you with some quick hitters and then get Let's you do it. out the door, man. So first one I got for you, man, uh, what is the favorite piece of content that you've created for Trey and why? Okay, favorite piece of content. Um, I think like, I kind of have like a, two-part answer to this one so so one is um whenever he came to Oklahoma so this was when I started working with him that first summer he came back to play in skins league uh, again and this was when he started debuting his first signature shoe Trae Young ones at the time he came to debut them at the Skins League Pro-AM, which just felt like kind of a full circle moment for me because I started working there, and then now I get to come back as Trey's creator um, to that event. <clears throat> um, and so 
uh, and that game was crazy and and it was just a fun vibe there's a lot of people there it was packed again and and you know the governor was there family was there um, the love was amazing from other creators and stuff but um, so the last play like I think he was down one his team was like down one um, and you know one of the other guys on the other team was talking so much trash to him and, and I, I wasn't even recording in the moment yet and I saw them two trash talking and I looked up at like the clock and I was like oh wow there's only like a few seconds left Trey's team's down by one I, wonder, I don't even remember um, and then I was like you know what let me just start recording this trash talk so I'm like I'm recording I'm sitting here with my camera and then and then the whistle blows Trey books it around the three I think someone sets the screen for him catches the ball pump fakes gets the shot off buzzer beater everyone goes crazy and like that that video i have of that whole sequence like everyone's like tackling him like i lose a shoe but i'm like you know i gotta get the shot so i'm like running in there in the middle uh, of this like huge dog pile train security and then art and rj are trying to like pull him out from under there because it's like he can't get hurt like he's still got to sign his contract like this is like right, right before that happens. so like <laughs> And like everyone's just like around him, like, oh my gosh, like what happened? And I'm I'm like locked in trying to make sure I get like the shots. And like I just loved like like he was like in the middle of, of like this like crowd of people. He had like a smile on his face and like it was just amazing. Like that shot just him like saying like bye-bye. And then it's getting trampled by like everyone in Oklahoma, like on a court that has his logo on it that like he like it pays for and stuff. Like it was that whole moment was just like that video, which I just love, like that just encompassed like I was like that was like one of the first like thing one of the first things that shot for him and that that kind of set the tone like okay this is what it's gonna be like working with someone like Trey like these sort of moments like um so that that was definitely like like it was a simple like it was a simple like technically speaking it was simple literally just record follow him around sort of thing but like that, that's a really special video and it like really took off broke I mean Trey's known for breaking the internet with stuff like that so. Um, probably really one of my favorites and then and then my second photo answer I, that'd be my video answer and the photo answer would be the workout that he had with Steph um recently that they did together uh, that was last summer actually and then seeing and Steph is like one of my favorite players of all time like it's just the way he changed the game and who he is I love and, and being able to meet him too was was unreal but um just seeing like two of, of some of the greatest shooters of all time like push each other and and just being in that environment and being able to capture that moment uh, of two guys that, you know, like when Trey's been compared to Steph a lot, like, is he like the next Steph or is he this? And the fact that Steph wanted him to come out to a workout and, and really push each other was like seeing two guys, the best of the best at their craft and, and really putting that work and, and seeing that was really motivational to me. And that's, that's why I really loved capturing like the photos themselves. Like I love, I just love the way they look. I, I love, um, like the moments I was able to capture of like Trey, like looking at Steph while he's like, you know, about to do his little routine or, or just that like Trey looking exhausted after trying to you know, follow what Steph does and Steph staying locked in. Like um, that whole, that whole moment, well, was definitely really special to me. So. How many missed shots would you say were in that workout? <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, the crazy thing is if it hits the rim and still goes in, that's a missed shot. So <laughs> yeah. that's like, that's great and i know there wasn't a lot of missed shots like technically speaking but man it's got to be a swish or else that's a missed shot <laughs> you know? if you don't swish it don't count nope <laughs> great, great no it was it was it was unreal to see i was like man these guys are not human and you can tell trey was being pushed but he was locked in like he artists i've seen him work so um 
definitely a special moment for sure. That's love. That's love. Um, what do you say is something about Trey that people would be surprised to hear, whether it's like a character trait, something about him? Um, what do you say is, is something that you think people or people, some people get misconstrued? Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing is the villain label. Um, that's that's obviously that's come from him breaking the hearts of other fans and teams and and you know from from an NBA storyline perspective, yeah, I love it and I'm sure he would love it. Like he's he's the villain, right? But that's not who he is as a person, though. Like he's not a villain, right? Like he can be the villain of especially the New York Knicks, but um, <laughs> like, <laughs> but you know he's he's at the end of the day like Trey is like one of the nicest people ever. Like he's he's always super respectful. Um, like very family oriented and and you know like i know mpj recently just talked about him as well like um like he's he's really like he takes care of all the people around him make sure that you know he does he goes over and beyond for all of us um and and yeah it's just it's i think it's just like that villain label just kind of has kind of seeped too far into like his actual personal life and you know there you hear a lot of disrespect from a lot of other people but for me, that was new hearing like people like, you know, you're like, yo, F you, Trey Young, or this, that, or that. And it's like, come on now, like, why are we doing that? But he's he's had to deal with that all his life, like ever since he was a kid. But he's also a human and and you know, like he's he's not I feel like a lot of people will as they meet him and a lot of my friends who have gotten to meet him, they're just like, Yeah, like he's he's like really nice. Like, he's not how I expected him to be. And I'm like, Yeah, like you just got to get to know who he is and you know, Trey recently just started his own podcast as well. You know, from the Point podcast, that's that's we just started, and um, he's able to really use that as his own platform to set his own narrative straight, and and um, and uh, yeah, just really showcase his character and who he is and how he is, and that's that's the biggest thing about him. It's like, man, like stand up guy, stand up guy for sure, and love him, and that's that's like a big bro to me, definitely. All Star Weekend or NBA Summer League? Oh, and we talking, we talking off the court vibes. What's yeah, what's yeah, yeah. man, it's gotta be summer league. <laughs> it's <gotta> be <laughs> Vegas is fun. Vegas, I mean, it's fun just because, like, you know, all star, all star is great. Uh, I've only, I've only been to been to Cleveland for that all star, uh, which, which that was still an unreal, an unreal experience. Like, I really got to go behind the scenes with that. Uh, I've got some backstage shots that. That I'll forever love and cherish, but I mean, I feel like Vegas is such a perfect time because it's like right when the season's over and it's in the middle of the summer and you know everyone's having fun, uh, summer league and and it's great vibes. I love it, but uh, like obviously All Star hits different. Like that's like a, everyone's there, the best of the best, and, and it's it's great vibes. But um, I think especially me being younger, I just love <laughs> I just love how it is out out in Vegas and the events that are put on it. And, and then the things that we get to show up to and be a part of, definitely. Dope. Uh, favorite person that you've been able to meet, like, throughout the uh, this journey so far? Like, obviously, well, we already talked about Drake. So, I, 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 I people we've already spoken of. Who has been like, your favorite person you've met so far? Um. Yeah, I think another player would – I think we would just have to go back to – might really just have to go back to Steph, really, just because, I mean, obviously I only met him once, but, um, you know, he, he was just like, like came up to me and just said, what's up, really, really showed, you know, I, I, I was too nervous to go up to him, <laughs> like, to be honest, like, he just got there, but 
um it, it was cool that he kind of came up to me and just like shook his hand be like hey i'm steph nice to meet you like that, that was really uh really cool and, and you know uh i didn't expect him to but he followed me back on the gram so it's cool that he you know showed love that way as well um uh, <laughs> you know him and and i mean, you know just all the hawks guys in general they're just super dope people Dejounte. Dejounte probably out there answer like like he's he, every time I see him like he remembers who I am um, you know really really down to earth solid guy um, it's definitely awesome to be around and it'll be cool to kind of be around him a bit more starting next year during the season. Nope. Favorite perk of the job, whether it's the PJs, whether it's the, the <laughs> access, what's the favorite perk of the job? It's definitely got to be the traveling. I think I just, although although it can be exhausting at times, like I, I love just being able to get around to different cities, different places, um, and, and and seeing different areas and walks of life that I usually don't wouldn't be able to see if I just stayed in you know stayed in Oklahoma. So it's definitely traveling. Traveling's my answer. Bet. Last quick hit we got for you. Um, give me your favorite. We'll say uh, I won't say top five because I think everybody does great work, but give us five creators who uh or instagram with us photographers videographers who you know oh, do great work or who you want to show love to or who folks folks should tap into if they haven't already all right well let me let me see if i can put some more people on that than what's who's already known right so we obviously you got the daryls you got the you got the trey Maynas, you got everyone else but i mean shoot like for my hometown like you got you got uh Dakota Wakini is from Oklahoma and, and he does amazing work um, with the native community out there. And, and you know, he, he shows a lot of love to, to women's sports as well and covers a lot of high school girls sports and you know, working on a documentary himself and his hometown guy. I have a lot of love, big brother, always there for me. So definitely go check out him. Um, man, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of guys like that's. Um, um, there's just too many. Like I, I really can't put like five down, five people down. Really, that'd be um, first come to mind. Who first first to come to mind? Uh, first to come to mind, someone who's not really well known is um. Uh, Trying to think, but even if they are known, I feel like yeah. they are known. If it's if uh, I feel like not everybody is on obviously like gradient visual level, but there might be some people who are kind of on their way up that you that oh people who, who you just like their work. You think you think you know what this person does does? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, first of all, like yeah, you know, I'll, again, shout out Trey Manor. That's my brother. I'm, I'm gonna keep shouting him out for sure. So let's keep him up. Uh, let's do him. Let's do let's do uh. You know, working for the team, you got, you got, uh, um, um, yeah, I got, I got homies that, that work for the Nuggets. I got homies that work for different teams. Um, you know, shout out to, uh, uh, wow, I'm blanking so hard right now. I'm about to pull, I'm about to pull up my Instagram real quick. I'm about to. <laughs> Let's see who all I've been I've been showing a lot of love to. Um, um 
there's a lot of folks that that's what i'm saying like um oh someone i do want to show up to is is jason jason martinez nike katie he's from oklahoma too and he's not just in the sports world he's he does a lot of great work in the music industry um you know shout out him i definitely want people to really show out show love to him and what he does um and then you know from oklahoma you know i'm gonna shout out shout out my boy kb visions like he does work for skins league um and and uh you know he's he's up and coming he's staying consistent he's, he's doing a bunch of great work for the league as well um and then you know amar more also like he's uh, he's really stepped up and 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 you know really delved into the fashion world um and and the work he's been putting out recently it's like it's like he's a vet you know in this in this world Thanks. already um and and uh who else can we talk about who else can we talk about there's um yeah i mean i've just i've just met so many guys like Ch chase mccain can't forget about chase you know about chase he uh did a lot of great work for Peyton Fisher. still put those work with him he's now doing his own thing um, you know, there's Joshua Martin, there's, um, yeah, like I'm, I'm not going to give you a top five, I promise you that, there's, there's no <laughs> I mean, way no, I can that's, that's, <laughs> I respect the there's list, like, man. Like, yeah, but it's like, there's just so many people, that, that's the thing I love about this world, is like, I've just met so many people who are really growing in their own lands, creating their own content, and whether it be locally, or back at home, or um, just different people who have really started to, you know, like J-Square, like, um, he's been a big influence of mine as well. Um, uh, Calvin, Calvin, my, like he, <clears throat> Calvin is the one who, um, uh, what's his Instagram? Let me make sure I shout out his Instagram, right? Um, yeah, so, so Calvin May, that, that Calvin May, so he, uh, he, he's the reason why I was able to sneak into that first Jubilee game of mine, because, um, I didn't have a credential and he was just man, like, man, you just got to fake it till you make it. And that's like one of the biggest pieces of advice. And he does amazing work as well. So yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot of those guys are, are definitely people that are killing it in their own ways. Um, people that are up and coming or already doing what they're doing. It's like, regardless, it's, it's those are guys that I'm proud to call my friends and, and, you know, shout out to them for sure. Love it. Love it. Love it, man. So shout out all the smoke. Can we throw this, this segment from them, man? But last question we asked all our guests is, who is one person we should have on the What's in Your Bag podcast? But whoever you say, you got to give us the assist, man, and and, and help us right. get them on. You know what I'm saying? So this could be a player, photographer, this could be designer, stylist, anybody, a manager, agent. Who is somebody who you think uh, has a dope story and that uh, we should we should talk to uh, on the on the pod? It's it's definitely got to be Daryl. Uh, and I'm gonna let him know. I'm gonna right. let Daryl know. I'm gonna hit him up, like Brody. Like you know, it's it's. I don't think he shares the story enough of, of oh, what it could heck. be. He could he could have his own reason, so I won't pressure him too much. But I think he can. Uh, when I saw him in LA. He was like, "Yeah, man, I've only done one podcast. You know what I'm saying? It's just I be I be you know in and out. Oh, listen, man, listen. You gotta we gotta, we gotta get you on. You know what I'm saying? So you could throw us the alley you. You know what I'm saying? That'd be a great plug, man. I, I'll I got you. The world, the world deserves to know a little bit more about him. And, and you know, I think it'll help a lot of people as well to go to see his perspective on things. So wow, facts, facts. Say no more, yeah. man. We definitely, definitely gotta gotta make that happen for sure, man. But um, this has been an awesome conversation, man. Definitely so yeah. glad, so glad that we were able to get it, get it done. Um you have an amazing story and amazing perspective. I know that so many people are gonna be able to draw inspiration from this, man. So 
Um, definitely want to give you your flowers, bro. Um, keep pushing, keep going. It's crazy to hear you're only 22 years old, man, and already have have achieved so much. I'm looking forward to that collab that that you that you say you didn't want to name. We'll be keep my eyes peeled for that whenever that drops, man. So, it'll, it'll be out in August. It'll be out in August once, once that comes out. <laughs> so we'll be looking for that, man. But um, thanks again for your time, man. I know, like I said, your, your rest time and your downtime is sacred, man. So thanks for coming on the podcast and talking to us. And well, they're running back in a few years, man. You know what I'm saying? And, and circle back. It's changed. Part two, part two. But I love it, man. Thank you for having me on, bro. I love this conversation. It was, it was a great time. Appreciate you. No doubt, no doubt, man. Listen, hey Daryl, if you listen to this, man, we coming for you next, man. We gotta get you, get you in the hot seat so we can see story, yes, man. You know what I'm saying? But alrighty, folks. Um, this has been another episode of the What's in Your Bag podcast presented by Bet Online. As always, remember to subscribe to this podcast, give us a thumbs up. These interviews are amazing. Um, we're gonna keep them coming. We got another special special guest for you guys coming next week as well. So stay tuned for that. Um, this is going to be my guy Pull Up Tay on the outro. Make sure you guys stream his music. Till next time, folks. Peace. Suave. 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 I've been in my bag for a while, I'm invincible Story of a young boss, grinding shit critical Calling on my bros one time, cause you special I had some hood dreams of right rounds for my mentor Every target that I shoot is on point like a pencil Different road change relationships, I'm so sorry Came up from the trenches and I made it, I say hardly now. Thank you for listening to Believe You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show And giving us a 5 star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.